Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. NFL Week 5 almost fully in the books now with a stinker somewhat. Unless you're a San Francisco 49ers fan there to end Sunday's night. I've got Matt Kolsky on with me. I'm very excited to have you on, Matt, because, uh, I mean, we just love talking sports with each other here. He used to be a radio host in the Bay Area for a number of different places. Currently residing in Chicago. We're going to kick things off with buy or sell. We're going to move on as well to some Monday night football stuff here. I want to talk Raiders and Packers, which could be another ugly Monday night game. We'll see how that one looks. But more importantly, I want to get back into to week five and, and go through a few things. So let me get into buy or sell here for week five uh, and kick it off with a team that I was really happy to watch to, uh, on this fine day because it helped me make some money there uh, in a teaser they won straight up by the nine and a half that i got them at that is the detroit lions and i want to know if you agree with me that they're the third best team in the nfc and we i wrote this graphic out and made this proclamation for this in preparation for this podcast before i watched the the cowboys get absolutely you know dismantled by the san francisco 49ers so i i I only feel more strongly after watching sunday night football than i even did before it I can get into why I have all the numbers on their their offensive DVOA and defensive DVOA is is both in, in terms of creating pressure and keeping people from pressuring their quarterback. They're in the top five in both of those. And I think that's the name of the game. That's why I, they're legitimate to me because they do have really good weapons in all the skill positions as well. We saw their maybe top two, at least top wide receiver option in Amon Ra not play in this game. We also watched Jameer Gibbs not play in this game. And David Montgomery and Craig Reynolds were just fine. Jared Goff was still just fine with Sam Laporta, the GOAT. So I, I think uh, this is this is a real team. And I know they beat the snot out of a bad team today, but they're they're a very good team that can compete with, with pretty much anybody. I do think they're a tier below the Eagles and the Niners. But what do you do with all that? I, I'm not going to fight you too hard on it. I mean, I, I actually think certainly at this exact moment after we just watch the Cowboys give up more points tonight than they'd given up in the first four weeks of the season. Um, I would probably look more at a team that we didn't watch at all this week in competition with, with the lions, which is Seattle. Um, Some weird similarities in that they're both rocking with and, and rocking hard, by the way, like rocking unapologetically with quarterbacks who took a minute to catch on, if you will. Um, but both of whom are playing really well. If Jared Goff continues to play as well as he has played for most of his career as a lion, he enters a pretty rarefied territory for, you know, highly drafted quarterbacks that were given up on by the team that drafted them. Very few of those guys turn into anything worthwhile. And he just looks really good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Jared Goff is a, a top five guy in the league right now, but he's top half. And with all the weapons they have, don't sleep on David Montgomery being the number one option as yeah. a running back, by the way, as time goes on, because I've watched him and the Bears couldn't block for any of his Bears career and he still got the job done. So I think on this Lions team, if they played the Seahawks today, I'd, I'd still probably look at that game as basically a coin flip, but they're certainly in the conversation for third best team in the NFC. And 
I, I can't remember saying that since like uh, the the halcyon days of Wayne Fonts. You know what I'm saying? It's been a long time for the long. I, I don't know what you're saying because I'm actually not old enough to know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> because I don't remember a time Fair that enough. they were good. Can I can I clarify? Are you you keep bringing up the Seahawks? One, they did play, and the Seahawks beat them. So you keep smashing my my point a little bit. But you you're saying are they in competition potentially with the Seahawks as the th- the third best team in the NFC? Correct. That's what I'm okay. saying. I meant the Seahawks didn't play this week. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is week, when, so. you, when you keep bringing them up, you're saying that they're the actual solid best comparison at this point, especially now that you look, Vander Ash actually got hurt tonight for the Cowboys. We already that know hurts. that they're without digs, right? Micah Parsons and, and, actually just kept getting stinger after stinger, it, it seemed like. So there might be some some injuries to a defense that is a little bit less imposing and, and, and vying for that third best team in the in the conference. Is is Stinger your nickname for George Kittle? <laughs> yes. Yes, he kept running into the Stinger known as George <laughs> Kittle. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, yeah, part this is as invisible a game as I can remember for, for Micah Parsons. That was um that was an impress that was maybe the most impressive thing of all the impressive things the Niners did tonight. So right. yeah, I, I think between a, a defense that looked as good as any in week one but is slowly falling victim to attrition and also like we knew Dak had this kind of night in him right but when you see it it's it's still hard not to lose some esteem for the Cowboys overall uh it's just and then look the Niners are a great defense against lesser defenses Dak can absolutely be good that you know that's another guy who's certainly in the top half of quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Uh, but it really just looked in every single way in every phase of the game, like the Cowboys are far, far away from being on the 49ers level, which, which makes me think there's a couple teams in between those levels. And for yeah. me, that's the Eagles who, even though they are also undefeated, I, I like watching what the Niners have done every week. It's hard for me not to put them on a, on a level of their own. A but the level. Eagles are also undefeated. Uh, Jalen Hurts is something special. Um, so is that defense. And and I would say for the Eagles, I, I look at it, the, the glass half full for them to, because you could say, well, they don't look like the same team that dominated, et cetera. They're giving up a ton of passing yards. Wide receivers are running free against them. You can say all that and it's true. It's just, they have yeah. two new coordinators. It's like, yeah. it's almost better to just have one new head coach and the same coordinators and, and, and position coaches. I mean, not better. I don't want to get into it, but you get what I'm no, saying. No, I know right? what you mean. Yeah. So, so it's, it's such, and by the way, Steichen showing off that he is the real deal as well as now as a head coach for the Colts. So, and, and even Gannon, you know, despite that loss today for the Cardinals is, is making, you know, something out of turds that he's got to deal with for clay. So it is, I mean, I would, I had an eye on that Cardinals Bengals game because uh, obviously the Bengals are of interest. Um, Yeah. It's wild how little talent is on the field for Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to bring that. Let's switch to that game while you're, while you're talking about it. It's wild how much, how little talent is. And then when you lose a running back like James Conner, it's even more obvious how much talent you don't have. Right. I've never heard of that guy, Di Mercado. I don't know where these people are coming from. Nope. Yeah. They're, they're pulling them off of scrap heaps at this point for Arizona, you know, Not doing a, a wonderful job. Of first time head coach. Right. I mean, yikes. He's, I, he's I, done a hell of a job given the circumstances. Exactly. And I hope that he's a lot, he's 
sort of playing for, you know, coaching for his job in a way that's like, yo, we're, you're here because like you're new, no one's heard of you. And it was really easy to just get you in here, yeah. went in a tanking season, which we're clearly doing. And if, if he's coaching for his job, I hope that's, that's on the table that it, if he does enough with what he has that right. Like the, I hope that the bar isn't make the wild card or, or win eight games results, precisely. Right? Yeah. I hope that's what they're, they're, they're how they're gauging him. Right. So talk about the team on the other side, because the Bengals looked like on offense, like the Bengals, Jamar chase had three touchdowns. Joe Burrow looked more like himself, still a little bit gimpy. Uh, still a few throws that you wonder about. Because I, I did, like you said, I was also very invested in that game and and in a couple of different ways that we won't even go into, whether it's fantasy or betting on James Conner, who <laughs> was so close to getting everything and then got hurt. That's the game, man. What are you going to do? He, he gets 35 yards on one play and you need him to get 60 total in the game. And that's the one that he gets hurt on. What are you going to do? Uh, you're going to go to therapy tomorrow like I am. So <laughs> with, with all that in mind, do, do you buy them as a contender? I'm selling them. I, I'll, I'll preface it with that because I don't believe in this defense. I still think it's Swiss cheese. They don't have any safeties anymore. Tyler Bates is in Atlanta. Uh, they can't stop the run. They still can't stop the run. They they couldn't stop some dude named Demarcation. Yeah, thank you. Demarcation, whatever his name is. So uh -huh. you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't ready to talk about Demarcado in this show, obviously. But yeah. the point is, like, the Bengals beating up on, a, on a, a Cardinals team that got even more beat up in the middle of that game, losing its best offensive player. Like, I, I still don't really believe in them at all. I sell them. And I'm not sure it's totally fair to say they beat up on them. That was yeah. – it was really a quarter of beating up on them, right? I mean, the fourth quarter they they opened up. But it was touch and go throughout the first half. And, and to the point about Burrow, I mean, there's, you know, there's headlines on every sports website. Joe Burrow's back. You know, he's up to his old tricks. Jamar Chase scoring touchdowns, 34 points. That's not what it looked like in the first half. I mean, yeah, they had, you know, half of their points in the first half, right? 17, I think. Yeah, they yeah. scored half the points in the first half, but it wasn't pretty. And no. it didn't look like Burrow magic. It looked like a guy doing everything he could to survive on one leg. Yeah. Uh, they did, though. And I don't know if he just got the good toward all shot or what, but he came out in the second half and he did look a little like Joe Burrow. And... Uh, that's why I guess I hate to sell them, but I don't especially want to buy them. <laughs> that, like this is, you I can abstain. For me, I mean, I like to think after week five, I got a decent idea. Um, but the Bengals are really still in that tough call zone because yeah. on one hand, they can go nuts on you. Jamar Chase is open all the time. And Joe Burrow, when he's right, is a top five quarterback in the league. But to your point, the defense is not maybe what it was uh, no. the past couple of years. And, you know, T Higgins is out now, not that he was doing much when he was there, but it doesn't help. Um, so between the fact that they're two and three and Burrow has not consistently looked like the Joe Burrow that every single team in the league besides the chiefs would, would gladly take it's it's really tough they're in a tough spot is is yeah. fundamentally we, and by the way like, coming back to right yeah the, look there there might not be a great team in that division but there are teams that'll 
smack the hell out of you in that division. And that yeah. does not bode well for Joe Burrow's season either. Nope. And they already lost to the Ravens. Um, segue to the Ravens. Because I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm selling them. I'll allow you to abstain from that for now on this team uh, until I get you back can on. I hold? Is there a hold option? You can hold, hold for like, I'm going to definitely be giving you, you know, some, some lines of demarcation there. I'm going to be giving you okay. some, some benchmarks to, uh, to keep you from being able to just continuously push to the next week. Right. Um, okay. We'll figure That's out fair. when that is, but you know, at what two and three right now for them, like selling them isn't really like a bold take, but it is, it's also not necessarily the boldest thing in the world to say that there's, clear reasons for why they have been as bad as they have and they're going to turn that around so the the team in their division the the ravens i'm selling their performance today and i know that this is a take that you want to make as well because this was not lamar jackson's fault even though the the defense did its thing i bet on the ravens because division weirdness be damned was was my take i bet on them because when i'm looking at two teams that are so not similar that are so far apart in how good they are I go, I don't care about Mike Tomlin and divisional stats. I learned my lesson. I'm never going to bet on that, on that specific matchup ever again, probably. That's I learned my lesson about putting my survivor pool pick on a team in London. Did you not learn that lesson? I did not oh, learn man. that lesson. I tried to get the, the social media video out, pumping the Jags as hard as I could with, with Dieter, uh, but I guess not everybody got to it. No. Uh, that, that's a tough I one. I could ask you to send those to me personally in the future. You know. Hopefully you'll be on them at, at any rate. Um, <laughs> I, you, you're you're on this in, in the same boat, right? Where it's like that that defense is for real. I don't I don't even sell the the just the Mars. I sell the whole performance. That defense was what won them won them the game until they lost it. And the the one Lamar play you keep going back to is obviously the interception in the end zone that cost them. And so that is something you can totally you know ride him for. Uh, but overall, like, I don't think that this is indicative that, like, they're in major trouble, especially in that division with teams struggling, Nick Chubb hurt, et cetera. This is one of those tough spots where as a, you know, essentially a layman. And, and I think in this context, that describes everybody who's not in the locker room. We're just never going to know what the hell happened on that interception because it was bizarre. It was it was as if the receiver for some reason quit on the fade route or Lamar was expecting something like it. It was kind of, it was one of those things that was kind of so impossibly bad. I almost throw it out because I just, I don't expect Lamar Jackson to throw lazy fade routes directly to the corner in the end zone in a critical, like, I don't think that's a problem that's going to keep popping up. Right. What I did see today. And I guess my main concern in, in selling the Ravens as losers, which is a tricky construction. What we're really saying, I think, is that the Ravens are actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, We're going double negative. We're selling that they're bad. (laughs) They have a remarkable amount of receiver talent that couldn't catch the ball today. Yeah. And, you know, I, the, the stat they put up during the game, they had more drops today than in the first four weeks. I have to believe that's a good sign. Ultimately. I mean, obviously it's what lost them the game in some respects today, but Lamar was dealing all day long. He's still such a threat with his legs, but he's really capable of sitting in the pocket. And with all that receiving talent, guys are open. And if they had caught the ball today, I I think they'd have won by double digits. So not only, not only caught the ball, just not fallen over before it's, the right. ball hits, you know, reaches them. Yeah. <laughs> it, flowers have been like twice. Rashad Bateman doesn't look like an NFL wide receiver. Not, not sure why he's still getting targets. 
uh, I mean, one of the drops zone. he had today was criminal. And, and one of the worst drops you'll ever see. A restaurant. Perfectly into the hands, uh, you know, Brock Purdy-esque, feathery into the hands and uh, nothing. Brock so Purdy-esque. I am, I am, I am, I'm buying Lamar Jackson stock and selling concern over a, a no touchdown day where they blow a game against the team. They're clearly better than, and you know, it's funny. You said they're so different and, the difference really is the quarterback. I mean, look, there's not a ton of receiving talent in Pittsburgh, but obviously Pickens is a stud. Pickett stinks. He stinks. And Lamar's great. Otherwise, these teams kind of are similar, right? I mean, the, the defenses are a little bit similar. Like, they both attack you. They both are aggressive. And I, I like both defenses a lot. It, I'm not convinced as I, I see the graphic, I see what you've done here. And this is like, I, I'm, I'm buying Kenny Pickett can make the playoffs. Okay. But because what I'm really buying is TJ Watt can carry Kenny Pickett to the yeah. playoffs. That's fine because I am pigeonholing you to saying Kenny Pickett can or can't make the playoffs, knowing full well that if you say yes, he can, it's because of nothing to do with him. Has nothing to do with Kenny Pickett. So we can elaborate oh. on that the way we just did, so it's clear that you know your take is clear. However, I also want to clearly state I don't think that they can. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I will say I, this happens. I feel like all the time, and so maybe it's because really, like as consumers, we're too reactionary. But I feel like as recently as two or three years ago talking to people about the NFL, I was saying, God, there's 20, maybe 23 quarterbacks who are either already good or look like they're going to be good. I can't believe how good quarterbacking is. And you look around the league now and like, granted, there's some injuries keeping guys out, but between that ain't it. whoever yeah. that is wearing the quarterback Jersey in Denver, Daniel Jones and Kenny Pickett and, oh. and, you know, whoever's going to start for the Raiders tomorrow, like, can I, can I tempt you in some Bryce Young or Andy oh, Dalton, perhaps? Oh, oh. Um, they brought maybe... Andy Dalton in to run a like a third down QB sneak today, just so nothing happens to Tiny Bryce. Oh Jesus, what is happening in Carolina? It is a hey, you know what's happening? Fire. Bears football, baby. Let's go. Too bad we don't get to talk about them because Thursday night was so long ago. But Justin Fields is the real time. deal. We already we already talked about him all up and down this podcast. Uh, let's let's get to the, the the London game because I should have started with that, and and then we can. Uh, there's one more thing I want to talk to you about, and then then we'll move on to maybe some Monday night stuff here in a sec. But um, Bill's performance, I'm selling their performance today, which was not great. I'm selling that that I I was I had Dieter on the show to talk about the picks for Week Five and we both were just like Jaguars. Like they've been in London already for a full week. Do you, do you know what it's like to travel to Europe and then have to like, not only be a semblance of a human being, you have to be your peak athletic self mentally and physically in that situation. I don't, I don't envy it with those Jags fans going bananas out there in, in, in London. You, you can't, you can't mess with those guys. So I, I don't, I'm not worried about it. The, the places that they have holes are, are fixable and i think that there are things that they can hide with talent 
Uh, the way that they just their linebacking court today was getting sliced up a bit. Their safeties keep getting hurt, which is another problem now for them. So that that is something that I think reared its head today was like if you if you can get chunk yardage as an offense, which Trevor Lawrence can make every single throw on the field, then you can you can pick up. And this was a bad matchup for them the way they lost last year as well. I use all that to say, like, I still think that they're a contender in the AFC. And we'll talk about the, who that the best team might be there in a sec. But that what do you do with the Bills? Are we in agreement there? Or are you a little bit more concerned for them? No, I'm not more concerned with them. I'm super concerned with myself and my own decision making, um, putting them in a like at. Do we swear on this? Can we swear? We're swearing. Yeah, on, right? we can if it's necessary. Absolutely. Yeah, like I felt like you just, in so many words, called me a dumb fuck for picking <laughs> the Bills, and and you're right. I I don't everything you just said about how like this was a classic trap game for a team that's coming off a couple of pretty big games and traveling to London and playing a team that's been there for a week and they look, it was like the very epitome of the NFL team that came to the game at halftime sort of thing, maybe mm. midway through the third quarter. Like you could, you could tell at the end, it was just a matter of like, okay, here comes the bills bum rush. Do they have enough to push it over the edge? And yeah. they did, but I don't know. I walk away from that game kind of still believing they're the better team, uh, even yep. though for two and a half quarters, they didn't look like it. It just did. Yep. The Bills didn't show up till halfway through. And Precisely. that's that is, as you just laid out and apparently also laid out on Saturday, uh, exactly what you would expect, given the matchup that was yeah. happening. So. Basically, Look, it, still took, it, still, it still took cojones to after watching a Bills team beat a team that had just won 70 to 20 and they right. beat them 48 to 20. And they're yeah. just they're, they're three games in a row where they're scoring at least 38 points. It's 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 tough to, to for us to, to look at uh, what we've seen recently and forget it. Recency bias is as strong as, as any other type of bias you might feel. So because we just we need to see it to believe it. And I was that that was quelled a little bit within me because I could just watch highlights from last year when the Jags had a very distinct game plan for how to beat this team that's built the same way it was last year. Both these teams are, including yeah. having an incredible defensive line that was able to at least apply some pressure or at least collapse a pocket uh, a, a bunch more. Some some Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. I love when that happens in that one. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I'm selling that there's any real issues with them. Can I move us to the Chiefs and the 49ers? Real quick. I, yeah. I just think from from the Bills perspective, I was more concerned about how Josh Allen looked in the first week or two than I am about a loss in London to the to the London Jaguars. Agreed. I don't think he was the problem. He's got weapons galore and, and he found them. So speaking of weapons galore, Brandon IU, Christian McCaffrey. Um, what's his name? Debo Samuel. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah we forgot about name. him because he's wide receiver two now. Even though George he's a, Kittle like, just catches touchdowns now. That's it just, if it's not a touchdown, he doesn't want anything to do with it unless Why bother? right. So uh, busy <laughs> blocking, busy taking Micah Parsons out of the game I, to school. You know, I just say what's wrong with them. We don't we don't have enough time to talk about every position where they have like a top five player at it. Let's just say. Does Christian McCaffrey have a chance to win the uh, offensive player of the year? Potentially even MVP. Uh, not chance. Like, do you, do you, do you insert him 
firmly into that position? Is he like RB one? All this stuff. Like we we can talk about all that stuff. What I what I want to know is like if things go wrong for San Francisco, what does that even look like? Short of obvious injuries. Yeah, I mean I can't see it. Right. There. Yes, injuries. It's the NFL. There's always injuries. Yeah. Um, and if it's the wrong injury, you know, most notably if it's the quarterback, they're going to be in trouble. Um, I don't believe that Sam Darnold is actually good. It's like, you're not going to fool me, Kyle Shanahan. You know what right. I mean? Um, Although if anybody could make him good. <laughs> oh, well, don't get me wrong. I believe he'd make him better than he's ever been. But yeah. like, that's still not. And this, this actually correlates to your question. I, I, of course, Christian McCaffrey is the leader in the clubhouse for offensive player of the year, which is the one that running backs and receivers actually get sometimes. Right. Why is Brock Purdy not the NFL MVP through five weeks? I, I have a problem getting into this because as I was thinking about it before we got on here, I knew it was, it was a question that we had to talk about because I, I'm on a live stream um, with the goal boys on YouTube. And, and there's a dude on there named Will Hill, not of the sports book who already hit Brock Purdy to win MVP at the beginning of the season. It was like 28 wow. to one. There's no, there's never good odds. What? It was like 28 to one, which is That's terrible. It? It's terrible because they, they, they take all the MVP odds and juice them down. Quick story about why that happened. In 1999, a former grocery store clerk was, came in in the sixth game of the season for, <laughs> for the LA Rams or like the second game of the season. And You're was saying th- Kurt Warner ruined MVP because odds he forever. He was 300 to one. And I don't know how many people lost their jobs who work for sports books, but it was quite a lot of them. I mean, so now yeah. you can't get good odds on the quarter on, on, on MVP anymore. Every quarterback is like anywhere from 20 to 40 to one, every one of them. Interesting. Like, like Mike white was like a hundred to one. And it's like, he doesn't even start, <laughs> like, you know, so they, they don't care about that. But like he has he, ever since Will was talking about that, it's been on my mind, but it just I get angry when I think about it because the MVP and all of the awards for that matter, it's too vague. It's too vague for me. I, I'm, I'm still I, I consider myself a left brain person. I don't like to be like boxed in by numbers and rigidity, but I also like would like some form of parameters when it comes to distributing a, a very prestigious award and putting a bunch of money in guys pockets for winning it it just seems like there should be at least more than just up to your interpretation of whether or not we mean most valuable player to his team most valuable player in the league on a good team it's just too obscure to me i think uh we're gonna this is probably a a whole other we're gonna have to do another podcast just to talk about this issue but i to to like to skip the podcast and reach the conclusion, you're going to want to just get over that, bro, because <laughs> they're not ever going to change it. And I can yeah. tell you why it's exactly for this reason, because if it's too specific, it's too easy. Then, then to there's, the no, there's no humility. The only yeah. value, the only real value of the MVP award to the league is the attention and conversation that it creates. Right. Yeah. So, that's the point of it. It's yeah. it's vague because they want it to be vague because they want people to argue about it. Yeah. That being said, it's hard for me to think. Like if we just take the reality of of what the MVP award has been, it's basically been 
if not the best quarterback in the league, like the quarterback who did the most beyond what you might've expected him to do, whose, you know, team went to the playoffs basically. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's effectively, unless some receiver or running back breaks a record or, you know, and look, McCaffrey's going to break some records. It looks like, so yeah. maybe he'll be the exception to the rule, but based on the way MVP usually goes, Brock Purdy is the quarterback of the best team in the league, a team that despite having incredibly high expectations, I think has outperformed those expectations thus far. And he is the most efficient quarterback basically in the league. And not basically it's, I mean, basically I, I, you kind of can't believe it because he's, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He, he, you know, the, the story is what it is. We got a lot of, you know, blowout game tonight. So we got some good info on his parents' hot tub store. Um, That's a good story. I, I enjoyed it. I just, <laughs> I watch the Keep ball doing you, Michelle DeFoya. Don't listen to the hate. I'm not hating. I don't I, get it. I'm endlessly impressed by the guy. I, yeah. I don't, I'm just like, I don't know how to account for it or explain it, but he yeah. is. I think you're right. I think the fact that same, I, feeling you got watching Brady where it's like he doesn't have the best arm he's not the fastest he doesn't move the best but it all comes together and like just everything is where it's supposed to be all the time and I think you know if you if rather than just vibe I think the the real characteristic that they share is the processing which again Collinsworth wouldn't shut up about tonight but well, when he when he latches on to something, it's just the it's the rest of the night with him, you know. And yeah. and yeah. if it's Pat Mahomes, it's going to be something about him. Purdy was right. an ideal candidate, so you know he's going to latch on. It's just, I gotta tell you, so you know there's going to be that all night. But, but I'm, I'm with you for Shanahan, right? Yes. All Shanahan wants is he can make all the throws. He doesn't have to have the best arm. He just has to be able to make the throws, and more importantly, make the decisions quickly. And that's, that's and that's about. that's what I, and I, that's why I actually think he's more Peyton Manning than Tom Brady. If you're going to make a comparison to like what and and hear me out, and it's not, rocket, it's, no, but I Tom actually ended up ha- strengthening his arm throughout the years and like had a decent arm by the end. Peyton I was going to make that point. This yeah. is not 1980, so like if right. he doesn't have the strongest arm, that's actually something you can fix now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, there's there's I mean we learned so much about it. I mean baseball players and the distances you throw to strengthen your arm and all that. Yeah. For, for the reason I say Peyton is because as, as as nice as Peyton's arm was for a long time, there was also a time, even on the Colts, there was still like a couple seasons at the end where the reason that he was still throwing 71% and for, you know, 4,800 yards is because he was throwing the ball where the guy was going to be three seconds from that point in time. He was right. firing it to, you know what I mean? 10 yards in front of the dude with the exact amount of arm strength, right. And, and judge on it that he needed what to you're put. actually saying then. And, and I'm sure you mean it with love in your heart is Brock Purdy is old Peyton Manning. Old Peyton Manning. Throw anymore. Old Pey- um, he's he's and, noodle arm Peyton Manning. Yeah. Noodle Manning. Yeah, and he's better than the, he's got a much better arm than like Peyton's last season. That's for sure. Well, or maybe like yeah. first season with the Broncos last season with the Colts somewhere Precisely. in there. Precisely. That, yeah. It, and, and, and that's the beauty of it is, the the half of Peyton Manning that was worried about calling all the plays, Kyle Shanahan's taking care of that. Yeah. So all you got to do is make a quick decision and put the ball in the right place, and he does it 
with remarkable consistency. And and no and, coach creates space for his players better than Kyle Shanahan at this point. McVay is, is up there. Obviously, Mike McDaniels is Kyle's nephew. So, right, like that McDaniels. essentially is the same thing because he's a, a, a so maniac. Good. Yeah, he's a maniac. And, it's and, the same thing. When you have players that you can hand the ball off to or throw it to and there's like seven of them on the field at once, what the hell are you supposed to do? Well, but then he has brought the added element as the as essentially you know the gm of the speed which is yeah. just mind-boggling i mean the, i don't know if you top saw the seven graphic, yeah yeah next gen stat you tell it well i don't have it in front of me anymore but it was something I, I like the the six most the six seven. fastest time seven all dolphins and like yeah. five of them were today yeah uh I, I don't remember how many were today but i know that the top seven fastest recorded ball carriers top speeds are all dolphins and they're all in the high 21s except for today when Tyreek had one that was above 22 miles an hour that he was running at right and it's it's of those seven i think it's three or four guys right it's like right. a shane uh mostert and tyree and, and they're just and only waddle's been hurt otherwise he'd be in there yeah I, it's wild and yeah. when tyreek he caught that screen pass today and sort of ran diagonal across the field through the entire defense. And you just see guy after guy. And and remember all of these safeties who play in the NFL chase NFL receivers around for right. a job, right. but they can't believe how fast he is. They all totally. take the wrong angle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal. It's uh, they're, they're a fun team. We didn't learn anything about them today. I'm not even going to no. get into the giant stuff. I'm buying that. They're a bottom three team in the league. If you're not convinced at this point, Get, get on board with understanding that if you can't block, now their quarterback's hurt. They don't have a single wide receiver that would – their wide receivers wouldn't be the wide receiver four on multiple teams. So I'm, I'm really not going to – you know, they got a down. great tight end. He he Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have the, the mind space for the Giants. Let's move on to Monday Night Football. How does that sound? <laughs> but I just feel bad for you. Like, I, I, I almost feel like – Talking about the Knicks would be a relief at this point. Oh, absolutely. I'm very high on the Knicks right now. We could do that all day. <laughs> yeah, I should. I should retro and close. He's going to be joining me big time for NBA uh, and has been nice enough to, to provide his services for NFL as well. While he's uh, while he's going to be watching NFL for us on Sunday and then bringing that stuff. We're going to be looking at Monday night now because I've been I've been really enjoying like picking the brains of the the people who come on here that know more about football than I do and, and know more about at least I, I think you know how to break down football better than I do having covered the 49ers a little bit more intricately than Ira did needing to talk about them so you know with, with some analysis and I'll just basically it. needing to fill time on the radio right so <laughs> so with that in mind like I've been taking that type of analysis and going all right well great let me use these guys might not be you know shopping lines and looking at betting markets every day like I am but they've got plenty of good information I can turn into bets that I'm winning on and that's been working at a very nice clip so I'm going to do that with you and just extract what I need from you about Monday Night Football and go from there. Just first thing that jumps out at you about this game, I, I, I will say, if you're not aware, Aaron Jones is questionable. Devonta Adams, still questionable. We're recording this Sunday night. It's pretty important that the two best offensive players in the game, we know what's happening with them to be able to talk about it adequately. So that's how I want to talk about it and just say both of them play, one of them plays, or neither of them play. How do you okay. as, how do you ascertain what happens based on that? Um, well, I, first of all, is it still Ra the Raiders given two? Uh, yes, that's what it was. Yes, uh, no, yeah. the, the, the Raiders are giving two. Yeah, they're favored by two. Yeah, I, look, I know it's in Vegas, but 
that's a little surprising to me. Um, I guess that essentially reflects a coin flip. I don't know how, I don't know how the betting markets now you would know better than I are actually accounting for home field advantage. Cause it's not really three points anymore. It, it depends. There's a few places that are three points. Uh, the lions today, I believe their dome was three points. Okay. The, um, sometimes arrowhead will get it. Definitely domes okay. will be likely to have it the a bit thing more. Is, but, yeah. Vegas is going to be filled with Packer fans. It like, <laughs> oh, I yeah. think the Raiders are going to be lucky to get 50-50 in there oh, tomorrow yeah. night. Agreed. So I, I would I would favor the Packers clearly if Devontae Adams is not playing, whether Aaron Jones plays or not. Um, if they both play, I would favor the Packers. I, I do think, though, that yep. – Jordan Love needs that outlet valve. And Aaron Jones is about as, as good as they come from an outlet valve standpoint. So if, if Jones is out and Adams is in and Garoppolo is actually healthy and has a good day, which, you know, is always a toss up. Then it, then it gets a little dicier. I, I don't believe in this Vegas team and I don't think it ever helps when one of your best players seems to be having a psychotic break. And I don't want to make light of whatever's going on with Chandler Jones, but things have been weird in that locker room. Things have been weird in every locker room. Josh McDaniels has ever been in charge of. Uh, I, I just, I don't like much of anything about what the Raiders have done for themselves over the last three to four years. And that includes leaving Oakland. So I don't, I don't like that team's chances. Um, That being said, you know, and I think this is to your original point of, of sort of couching it with and without the best players, the Packers are not great. You know, Jordan love. Thank the football gods is not going to be the third straight hall of fame quarterback that, that this franchise gets to enjoy. Thank you. Coming from Um, there. Look, I am who I am. You know, oh, no, I yeah. chose this sad life, but it's fair of me to not to ask not to be subjected to my arch rival having a third consecutive Hall of Fame quarterback. I think that's a fair request. Um, and and I, I agree with everything you're saying. You know, I'm going to be totally transparent on this on this podcast, too, for, for those listening. Like I've like I was saying, I've been doing I've been having a lot of success in in reaching new audiences by taking what i talk to smart people about when it comes to football or 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 whatever sport taking their analysis and using it in a betting fashion because i i trust what people like you say i trust what people like Dieter say and so that all that said i i don't want to just take everything from you guys and just force picks and i don't i don't know that there's anything you could tell me that would that would really cause me to go like, you know what? I'm now going to lay a bet down on that because the like, okay, if Devonte Adams doesn't play, then I don't know what the Raiders do. And that's what that's I'm looking right. for. Right. Is like that's what where is, you put a bet down is if you can right. catch the line before it moves after yeah. Devonte Adams is announced as being out. <laughs> Precisely. You know? That's the betting strategy that, that I have on whether or not he'll play. Yep, and then bet it before the line moves. Uh, That's it, and and he's he's one of a few players that you like one player. He's one. He's only one of a few that you can say whether or not this dude outside of a quarterback, whether or not this dude plays is going to impact if I bet on this or not. 
I might even be be willing to to say that for a left tackle or two tackles if they're both missing. Going like, well, then no, <laughs> I'm not going to pick C.J. Stroud against the Falcons in that case because he's not going to have any time to throw against a team that's actually good against the pass. Even though I also don't want to bet on Desmond Ritter, so that's why the hell I stayed away from that game. And that's yeah. my overarching, you know, soapboxy point here is like as much as this is a betting podcast and I'm trying to like recap what what's happened in a way that is going to be useful for people to bet on things in the future. I, I there's nothing I can do with this game and feel great about it. You don't have to bet every game, man, like bet on the things that you feel comfortable with. And, and what I mean even more specifically in this one is the way that the Packers lose this game is if one, honestly, Aaron Jones matters almost as much because AJ Dillon is hot garbage, hot, hot, hot garbage is AJ Dillon. So there's nobody to replace such an important player for an offense that needs a versatile quality running back to be good because as good as some of its weapons are don't believe in its quarterback right now and honestly christian watson as well we need to see more from him to be like oh yeah that guy can be uh, a solid wide receiver one on a team still not there with that luke musgrave their tight end who's supposed to be good is hurt so there's a lot missing for them and i still don't believe in the raiders enough to maybe throw a bet on the packers without Devonte. But like if Devontae's in there and he's getting 20 fucking targets, like I think he can catch 16 of those with two people draped on his arms. And I also That's think right. he's going to have enough separation that he'll never have two people hanging on his arms because he's the, a top three route runner in the league with a top three catch radius and top three hands. So that Garoppolo, yeah. you know, is you is can find that a superstar, but he's not an idiot. He can find that. And he's yeah. of the opinion that you should throw to your best wide receiver every time. And Jacoby Myers is, is a great number two, especially when there's so much attention on, on Devontae. But it just doesn't matter. Devontae's paper, the there. Raiders offense has a lot of talent. I, 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 you know, for me, in these sorts of games, and it's harder when you've got two guys that are good, like in a, in a Baltimore and Pittsburgh today. But in these sorts of games that look like one break – one way or the other is going to decide it. I, coaching matters a lot to me, and I will take Matt Lafleur and run away from Josh McDaniels. Really, it's another um, great call. Which so yeah. you know, I mean, if I had to, if I had to pick, all things being equal, with the injuries, this is now recorded, which makes me sad. But I'm taking the Packers. Um, certainly, getting the two points that that would that would seal the deal for me. And you just gave me a couple great drops to use for the show. One being, this makes me sad. And and so I, whenever we have to talk about like the Broncos or the Patriots, I'll probably just bring up this makes me sad. And then the other thing would be, uh, but I'm betting on the Packers with the least amount of, of actual like happiness or I don't want to say confidence, just like any kind of positive emotion. There's none in there. Right. It's not even a, it's it, not a lack of hit. confidence. It's a lack of joy. Yeah, lack of joy. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. sadness. It's deep yeah. sadness. I, I, I will say. Just because you brought it up, Mac Jones is shockingly bad at football. <laughs> I and man, can you imagine? Uh, I don't even know, like the alternate universe where, and I have to believe that this had happened, Belichick somehow would have ended up with Brock Purdy under center. But mm. if if actually Kyle Shanahan had him, yeah. traded up to, to pick this guy, yeah. Mac Jones, you know, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be yet, but I would take him over Mac Jones right now. Yeah, that's fair. There's a it's, lot of people. 
I mean, I I don't know if that's fair. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if that's fair for, for to say about Trey Lance. I mean, he's the third stringer on that couldn't team. Couldn't be worse. He absolutely could be worse than Mac Got Jones. You. I'm saying I don't know. And so I you would, yeah, you've seen enough Mac Rush. Jones at this point. I think you, well, you're you're talking about the third stringer on Dallas. So you, that means you would also take Cooper Rush, the backup, over Mac Jones. <laughs> is what I hear well, you saying. Now maybe we should get back into coaching. Yeah, Mike McCarthy matters. Mike McCarthy matters. Uh, he mattered why, in this and game. Like in a game like tonight, of all nights, why would you yeah. not put Trey Lance in there? Yeah, for a second. What are you doing? Yeah, you well, started Cooper. You started Cooper Rush. We know what it looks like. Yeah. No, I, I think Dak. You know, he's he's got to try to run with Dak and believe in him there. But of course, of course. Know. But like, if you're gonna pull the guy, throw in the dude you haven't seen yet. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, so, there's so much decision making in the NFL every Sunday that baffles me. Yeah, no, uh, and that's fair. And even good coaches sometimes have bad, bad games. Um, yeah. See a couple from Sean McVay this year, at least one. The reason they lost, I, I, I plainly put it on him, but I still think he's a really good coach. So like, but there's, there's not as many of them that you trust on a decision by decision basis to that point. But uh, before, before we get too far into coach think, and any 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 parting thoughts that you would I mean, especially if there's anything for the Raiders game. I know neither of us are, are looking at putting too much down on that game, so we don't need to worry about overanalyzing it or galaxy braining it. But um anything else moving forward that, that you took away from today that didn't let you say yet. Yeah, I mean, look, I I would just reiterate what you said that Green Bay versus Las Vegas is a hard stay away for me. That being said. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL right now, and I I would not rule out either of these teams as, like, sneaking backdoor into the playoffs somehow. Like, some teams that finish this weekend two and three are 100% going to the playoffs this year, and there is sort of this mess. Frankly, it's a lot of mess between, like, the – the 49ers and then, uh, you know, the trio of Bears, Broncos, and I forget the other – who's the other worst team in the NFL? That Panthers. Not, oh, Patriots. Um, Panthers. Oh, and Panthers, right. Those four are clearly terrible. The Niners, to me, are clearly the best team in the league right now. But even that mix, we just saw the thing with Miami putting up 70 points, then getting their butts whooped by buffalo right we've seen buffalo whoop miami's butts and then go lose to jacksonville and honestly like the jacksonville team that just beat buffalo would you be shocked if they lost to the texans the next time they play especially especially not the texans who are a bad matchup for them i wouldn't hear, hear me out i wouldn't be shocked if the jaguars played the bears in chicago and the Bears gave that. I am dead ass serious. Like the the Buccaneers. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if the that's, Buccaneers beat the Jaguars. Like the Buccaneers are the Jaguars are well probably a little better than the Falcons. Um, the Jet, but the, the here's the thing: the Jags could finish second in the conference. They could finish yeah. seventh in the conference. I wouldn't be shocked either way. There's a few teams that you take over the rest of the field. I still think the the Bills and the the Chiefs reign supreme in that that conference. I think if Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb weren't hurt, that would be your third team in that conference. Um, and and that's yeah, that's all that I feel good about. 
That's all Besides I the Eagles and, and Niners, like what team in the NFC do you trust in any situation? I, I don't I know that trust one. the Eagles. I didn't pull the trigger on the Eagles today. I thought that was an impressive win in, in a pretty tough place against a good offense and a well-coached team with a good quarterback when he's healthy. Um, like that was a good win. I still I still think they're better. Like that was my positive thing about them. My, my half glass full about the the Eagles is like they haven't reached their peak yet. They, they haven't hit their ceiling and they're five right. and zero. Oh. So like I would yeah, absolutely take five nice. and zero oh while I'm in my learning experience phase, you know, but I do think that reflects the state of the NFC, which is mm. like, you can't even beat them. Yeah. No, the, I mean, yeah. the lions and the Buccaneers are the best teams in their division. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. That's wild. Those are not like, they're both decent, but their their starting QBs are Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. Like they're yep. not, it's not Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs exactly. Yep. Um, and look, the wild card right now, if you assume, and who knows actually who will win the NFC South, but if you assume Eagles, Lions, Niners are division winners, there's like seven teams in that wild card conversation at least. Yeah. And, and, there is at least one team because this always happens that right now we're thinking of as pretty much trash. Yeah. That's going to end up in one of those wildcard spots. Crazy to think about. It's how it works every, every time. And that's yeah, why you look, look at a team like, yeah. Well, the green, if you were going to say green Bay, like Jordan love could get better as the season goes on. And he's already shown like in a good situation, he can make some throws. He can do what Lafleur wants him to do. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Packers are a playoff team, even though right now they look pretty mediocre. Yeah, agreed. Plenty more to talk about, man. I, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I'm going to uh, I think I'm going to be able to rope you into coming on pretty frequently on Sunday nights to recap these weeks with me, huh? Uh, we, we may need to put you in touch with my wife. That's the that's the convincing that really needs to be I, done. I can definitely be as nice as I need to be to Joey to get this done. Don't even worry about that. I'll, uh, I don't know, I'll comment her, her, her baking, which is incredible. Something to that effect. Sure. You might need to like buy a, a buy her some help. You know what I mean? You might need mm. to buy like uh, some, some childcare for, right. Uh, You're like, look, don't even pay me. Just give my wife money for childcare. <laughs> it's like noon to six. Like it's a tough ask, you know, could you watch both kids from noon yeah. to six while I literally sit in one place? Yeah, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. And, and NBA, I think I'll be able to figure out a good time. To, the to timing get... works much better for that, you know. Love that. So you yeah. watch the games after the kids go to sleep, record the podcast while they're at school. We're good to yeah. go. Yeah, I can't wait for that, man. I'm so pumped. But I'm also what at least going to watch. About to have, but that's oh, for another dude. Time. dude, it's for another time. But yeah, NBA is going to be alive and well very soon. I can't wait. So he's Matt. I'm Josh. We're going to roll out with that. Definitely want to uh, make sure to like and subscribe and all that stuff. Go ahead and uh, rate the podcast for me. I mean, even if you hated it, I think a rating is still better than no rating. So I would, I would take That's the, uh, well, it depends how bad it is, but like, hey, no pub is way worse than bad pub, in my opinion, at this point. That's just like, I need pub. So at any rate, until we do talk to y'all next, happy betting. Ooh.